Listener Production. We're the smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, uh, it says sent 23 hours ago <laughs> um, underneath the letters J O J O next to the blue tick. Um, is she I am referring to. Is her handle just JoJo? That's it. She managed to no, get to. No, I am JoJo, but, I am but JoJo. when you go to no, like the shame. actual inbox, it just has JoJo and I believe a four leaf clover of some sort. Mm. Um, immediate looking back at the message, yep. it's too long. I, oh no. And I read it again. I, I, I didn't want to even look at it when Mate. I looked at it, when I sent it yesterday. And now I'm looking at it again. It's, it is too much. Yeah, that's the DM regrets. Yesterday, uh, Matt DM'd uh, Jojo of uh, Jojo fame. And um, <laughs> it's not looking good on the second, the second well, look through. It doesn't even say seen. So this is well and truly ended up in the others. And yeah. unless... I get a real deep scroll from Jojo into her, you know, yeah. junk mail, which is tough. Well, maybe with uh, your fancy blue tick, it automatically puts it in the primary inbox there. Oh, I, I <laughs> mean, that's even worse for me then. That means that she's just ignoring me. So look, no, it hasn't worked. You know what we have to do? You have to treat DMing Jojo like the long jump final. You get six jumps at it. No. Some of them <laughs> some of them, you get the X disqualified. <laughs> you just want to go a little bit further each time, trying to get a better message each time. Because a lot of these long jumps, I was watching the long jump, on the final jump, the German gets the gold for a seven-meter yes, jump. I did watch that. Pretty, very, very impressive. So um, going shout out for to Aussie Brooks Stratton as well. Um, doing a great oh, seventh there, for coming Brooke. in seventh. Very, very well done. Old teammate and my cousin Nas. <laughs> hey, um, Alex Dyson, we got a big show, and I'm actually so excited for uh, our guest today. Oh, I tell you what, prepare your ears because. <laughs> Tom Cardi is going to be joining us uh, today. Uh, behind the man behind that's what quarter tune, eighth of a tune, uh, as well as many others. He's got millions of followers over his social media. Uh, you may have ever heard him on Triple J with Hobber and Hing doing some great uh, sequels to songs. Uh, he he put the call out. The people wanted this, Matt. Well, I guess we'll get into it a bit later. But this is this is delivering for. Um, the fans out there of uh, who want who demanded that this gentleman join us on the podcast. Yeah, look, we uh, you know we're talking about sending messages across the world to uh, pop stars. We're talking about people getting what they want on their favorite podcast. They all do it using the phone. But uh, look, let's delve into a little bit more of a basic phone technology and some news that came out yesterday regarding. Good old payphone up next. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Picture this, Alex Dyson. All right, hang on, let me shut my eyes. It's 1999. I'm down at the shops on New Year's Eve buying bottled water and some some premium two-stroke petrol. (laughs) For my chainsaw to chop down the zombie horde. The bug out bag is well and truly crammed under the bed. Ready for that millennium to tick over and everything to go to pot. Matt O'Kine has got a pair of Puma discs, possibly. What are they? Um, Some Simpsons Tarzos 
glow-in-the-dark Tarzos stuck to his roof. Oh, of course he does. Because he couldn't afford the fancy stars and universe stickers. You made your own constellation out of (laughs) glow-in-the-dark Tarzos. (laughs) And I get off the bus after school, and we've talked about it before, you know, we have the same method. You call your parent from the public payphone. You don't put any money in. It rings until they pick up, and then you ring again to make sure that they know that it's not just some prank. We both have done it, but that's because up until today, really, you've had to pay to use a public telephone. Whether it was, you know, the good old days, 20 cents, 40 cents, when inflation kept taking it up, or whether it was the 1-800-REVERSE, where you'd type in that phone number and (laughs) then the phone number that you wanted... And then the person picked up and said, are you willing to pay for this phone call? You've got some mug rigging you. Do you want to pay for it? Whether it was that, money was being was changing hands until today, Matt. Well, I mean, I feel sad because for a long time, in a lot of school kids' arsenals was the emergency $5 payphone phone card. No, 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 not down in bloody <laughs> what? the main you, streets of you, Warnable, mate. You had to fend for yourself. I don't know about you fancy private school boys with your $5 Telstra prepaid. No way would you be, would I be caught dead with a $5 Telstra prepaid? Are you kidding me? For emergencies, get out of town, mate. Come on, what happens if you end up? I mean, I was, I was. I set fire to the local next door house and use the smoke signals and get these people turning up and I'm, where I'm from, mate. You bloody a $5 Telstra prepaid. You're kidding. Well. I don't know what to say, but I guess my parents loved me. Um, <laughs> they wanted to make sure that I was always okay. Um, but yeah, look, I used to you used to carry around a phone card. I'm guessing, producer Bron, you probably never even had a phone card. I don't know what a phone card is. <laughs> oh but my Madden god! Has been loving prepaid for so long. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, look, it, it was like it was literally like a you know it was a hard card. It, was it had a, a chip at the end. It, it looks like a credit card, really. It was a Payphone gift voucher, really. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, insert it, you'd insert it in if you needed to call someone, you were able to call them, okay? Now, I used yeah. to have a $5 emergency one, and I'm sure that they existed because any kid who was given $5 to make phone calls ended up making getting a few emergency soft serves on the way home <laughs> until that money was uh, never there. Yeah, just keep this so, $5 uh, <laughs> note in your wallet <laughs> yeah. in case you ever need to make a phone call. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, good to see. But you're right, it, announcing, it's coming out yesterday, Telstra is going to make all pay phones, which, you know, have been with the rise of free talk and text on every single phone plan. Um, they've been pretty irrelevant for a while. And so now they're going to be absolutely free, which is pretty cool. Well, the thing that I love about this is that, you know, for so many people, the phone um, pay phones are, you know, irrelevant. We do have mm. mobile phones. We've got computers, you know. But for a lot of people and, and certainly people in times of, help and crisis Mm -hmm. um, and emergency, these phones have been critical to sometimes survival. So uh, Telstra said that around 11 million calls were made from the payphones around the country last year, um, including 230,000 calls to critical services such as Triple O and Lifeline. So it's really great that they exist and they're still there. And you just never know when people might lose their phone, need to contact someone in the last spare of the moment. And it's it's exciting that they haven't just decided to get rid of them, but mm. actually make use of them for now. On the other side of things, um, it's going to be good in movies now when you're walking past a phone and the FBI just makes it ring and you got to pick it up and go, hello, 
Metal kind. Yes. You know? How did you know it was me? <laughs> you We're watching you. How did they do? Has anyone ever? Payphones I've never, just randomly I've wrong never you heard people? a payphone call in my life. Okay. Well, the good thing about it is you don't have to worry that you're, you know, paying <clears throat> money for the call now that it's on a on a payphone. Problem is, is no, that's Superman getting changed with it free. People will just be in there on the phone all day. You won't be able to find. Sorry, a do you mind, room. Clark? I'm in here, mate. <laughs> For sure. Got to see a man about a dog, Clark. Get out of here. <laughs> that's it. Um, but um, very exciting times. But I do want to know if anyone's like in a movie had a payphone ring near them, who and who's calling it and that sort of thing. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. We've always had pretty open phone boxes. I mean, the booths in London, I remember they were oh, just red booths. They were so naughty. I mean, Why? if you're a high school kid going in there, you didn't know they were they were plastered wall to wall with sex ads. Oh. And so I remember being 13 in London going, should I be touching the walls in this joint? Are people gonna be calling the like five dollar a minute <laughs> phone sex lines from public it's all phones local. now? I tell you what, I made that mistake with my five dollar <laughs> Payphone card. What? No, Seriously? I okay, I was going to say, here comes about off a better card. Best minute of my life. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Are you keeping juicy gas from me? Do you know what's going on here? We know what's going on. You won't believe it. Real juicy. So let's just keep it on the down low, shall we? Matt and Alex's Insiders. Insiders. Yes, Matt, it's always been my dream to come to work in Lycra. Um, I've been told to stop here at my job, which is why I'm very intrigued to chat to our next Insiders profession because it's someone I look up to and respect uh, given that it's possible to do such a thing in their workplace. It's hello to our anonymous... Pilates instructor. Hello, Anonymous. Hello, hello, boys. How's it going? Good. Thanks, Anonymous. Now, I studied yoga as part of my movement <laughs> course uh, in my Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting. And I got to tell you, it wasn't for me. And whenever I hear Pilates and yoga, I kind of think they're the same thing, but I'm assuming they're not. And I need you to tell me why they're different. They are very different. And there's that is perhaps my biggest pet peeve is when people say, oh, you teach Pilates, you just stretch all day. Definitely not. Uh, yoga is, I guess, more for flowing through movement, meditating. Uh, I'd say more for their mental health, uh, whereas Pilates, we focus more on your core strength and it's all about lengthening and strengthening. Yeah, and it's repetitive. It's You get some aerobic training going through there. Um, it's tough on the muscles. How many classes do you do a day? Because I have done one, maybe two Pilates classes in my life. You're exhausted by the end of it, but I assume you have to do back-to-back-to-back stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, My max is five classes in a morning, but generally I'll split it up, so I teach about four a day, two in the morning and two in the afternoon. So, I mean, did you have to do a course to learn how to teach Pilates, or do you just kind of wing it? There's definitely people out there that just wing it, but no, you should definitely become certified, and um, there's different courses depending on the different types of Pilates you want to teach. Okay. And so is there different, what's, what's the most sort of out there type of Pilates? I guess bar, bar Pilates. So that's like a combination of ballet and Pilates te- technique. Ah, okay. I th- is that this, the bar ray? Is that what, who, who said bar ray? Did someone say bar ray <laughs> once? ScoMo, yes. The, the classic bar ray, yes. So ah. that, uh, All right. When I think about yoga or Pilates or anything that's actually just wholesome and good for your body, 
I always see these dudes <laughs> doing these classes in there with heaps of girls and I always think, see, that is how you would meet people. Yeah, forget Tinder, come to Pilates. <laughs> yeah, is, do, you, do, you, do you have people get hook up in classes? I've, I've never seen anyone physically hook up in my class and to be honest, most of the gentlemen that do come to classes are a little bit older or they're specifically rehabbing a... Um, Injury. So the Pilates dating pool is very much untapped right now, fellas. Oh, okay. Ooh, so interesting. could Whoa. dip the toe in the water there. <laughs> correct, One class correct. I did, there was a lot of talk about the pelvic floor. Can you tell us a little bit about the pelvic floor and, and yes. its association with the art of Pilates? The pelvic floor is one of the most important floors you'll ever think about. Um, it's basically a sling inside our pelvis um, that holds up about 60% of our body weight. So, a sl- wait, a sling in the pelvis that holds, like, the organs and everything up? Yeah, exactly. If you think of, um, like, your pelvic girdle or your pelvis mus- uh, bone, sorry, there's a sling-type muscle in there and a little hole at the bottom. You can imagine what the hole does. But, yeah, those sling muscles hold all your important organs in place. And when females uh, give birth, that they're using their pelvic floor muscles to help push the baby up. There you go. So it's almost like an organ hammock that goes in there and Pilates really trains that up so you've got a good strong one. Exactly. We're training your organ hammock. <laughs> Do you think the Pilates makes you better at sex? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Definitely flexibility, stamina, agility. Uh, the creator of bar or bar A, as Grandma would like to call it, used to say that if you can't tuck, which is a movement that we do on Pilates, uh, you can't, you can finish that rhyme off. So you can't oh, okay. Tuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can't tuck, you can't. <laughs> Fornicate. Interesting. That's okay. interesting. Exactly. Well, I didn't realise that. Now i got to Google what the tuck in Pilates is. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about um, bodies and sounds, uh, Anonymous. Because I, you know, I can imagine with all of these kind of workouts, there's a lot of letting loose and, um, you know, letting go. Loosening and tightening, loosening and tightening. It's about it's about letting go of your inner constrictions and relaxing your body to, you know, its deepest core. What do you hear in these sort of classes? <laughs> oh, um, a lot of fighting, but <laughs> a lot of the time, especially when you're doing mat work and people are wearing like crop tops and stuff, their sweat, and when they do sit-ups and stuff, the little air pocket will create the farting noise. So sometimes you can't be sure if it's a certified fart or just <laughs> a really good ab curl. Um, but the biggest offenders are the oldies, um, and they just don't give a shit. They all fart. <laughs> They'll stare you down. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, I've been holding that in all day. Um, I'm, I'm going to start using that as an excuse next time Bell goes, did you fart? <laughs> nah, it's my ab, my ab uh, crunches. What, a, what, anonymous, what assumptions do people make about you as a Pilates instructor? Uh, as I said, they definitely assume that we just teach yoga. Another thing that they assume is that we kind of teach for part of the day and then we spend the rest of the day modeling our activewear and, I don't know, sipping chives at the local cafe, but that is, Definitely not the case. A lot of us um, will use Pilates as our supplement income because we just can't teach 40 classes in a week. That's kind of physically impossible for our bodies. So a lot of us do have another one or two careers outside of it. Oh, of course. Interesting stuff. Okay. Is it better to go at the front of the class or the back of the class? Because I'm usually a back of the class person. 
But I can understand being at the front, you get a better view of, of what you're meant to be doing. I would just say it depends on how advanced you are and how comfortable you are. Um, at the end of the day, as long as you're moving your body, I don't really care. Um, I tend to walk around in my classes, so people <laughs> think they're at the back and they're going to be safe from me, but surprise, surprise, I come up. What, are you cracking the whip? I am cracking that whip. <laughs> if your butt is up in the plank, it will be down, I'll tell you what. Oh, no, the plank. How long How long can you plank for? <laughs> the longest plank I've had was seven minutes. What? Seven <laughs> Oh, man, wow. I start shaking That's at That's longer than some actual planks. <laughs> Seven minutes in heaven, I tell you what. Yeah, some planks of wood don't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. How much of the money do you get out of a class and how much goes to the uh, the people who organise it or the gyms or, or whoever? Oh, good question. Um, generally, it depends. So most of the time we just get a flat rate for the class and then we have to pay our own tax and super out of that but um, say if I'm at a studio uh, clients are playing memberships and we just get flat rates and likewise with a gym so unless you're hosting your own private class where people pay directly to you um, it's just a flat rate mm. and, and what's your connection to that I mean I know that you spoke more about yoga was like a mental connection spirituality etc do you have the same kind of focus when it comes to meditation and connection to a spiritual world or do you think that that's all garbage <laughs> um, from a, Bit of a loaded question <laughs> <laughs> or would you say all people who do yoga are rubbish uh, <laughs> i think there's some merit to it. i mean just a mask and anonymous um personally i definitely think there is some merit to those elements the spiritual elements um and particularly the importance of the breath and incorporating the breath into your movements. From a Pilates standpoint, though, it is absolutely rubbish for me. I care more about your core activation and you controlling your movements in class. There you go. All right. Mm, there you go. Okay. So I think there's, I think a little bit of truth came out there. <laughs> Non-believer is anonymous. Well, Pilates could be good for people who want a, a tougher heart rate workout and uh, who aren't so much into the spiritual element but do love a solid organ hammock. So we thank you so much for that, Anonymous. Cheers so much for uh, taking us in the inside world of Pilates instructing and hopefully we'll uh, catch you again and keep our bum down during the plank. Please do. I'll see you soon, boys. Thanks. <laughs> Order up! Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, our next guest is someone who I bumped into while they were on their way to play a little game of racquetball <laughs> uh, down at the local park. We share the same postcode. <laughs> uh, in the mean streets of Sydney, Australia. Um, but I was very excited to hear that he's just dropped a brand new EP. That sounds like something you'd say to the police when they approached you when you were loitering. It's like, oh, I just bumped into him. He's on his way to racquetball. <laughs> yeah, me, me, officer, no. I was just on my way to play some racquetball with my chums. Um, <laughs> his EP is out this Friday. Uh, actually, not out, not out already. It's out this Friday, the 6th of August. It's called Artificial Intelligence. And uh, it sounds a little bit like this. I send you a little smiley face. So you send me back a little smiley face. And then I say, hey. And so you write back, hey. And I say, Hey, what? And you say, you said, hey, first. And I say, okay. Croissant emoji. F*** you.
That's right. You might have seen him on TikTok as well with so many of his tracks going absolutely bonkers on that platform. He has about 800,000 followers, uh, over 10 million likes. He is a comedy musician and he goes by the name of Tom Carty. Hello, Tom. Hello. You know what? In that entire intro, you're saying so many nice things, but I was just just burning over how you said that I played racquetball and you threw me under the bus like real early on. <laughs> well, is, that a, is that a private pursuit, Tom? No, well, you know, I don't walk around like showing people that. I don't expect to run into you, so. It's, pretty, it's a pretty nerdy thing to do, Tom. Oh, yeah, I know, but, yeah, you know, you know what it's like. you got to do something. Yeah. You and all your other dorky mates just have to <sighs> whack a ball with no particular <laughs> aim or achieve, like goal in mind. You're just hey, trying to keep the ball off the ground. It's absolutely all about aim, and it, it takes incredible endurance. It takes athleticism. I believe the Olympics, Australia got into the semifinals of racquetball this year. Ooh. So how dare you take that away from... No, where we weren't in there. Wait a second, something. is racquetball yeah. in the Olympics? I don't know. I no, think there was a big controversy so. that they were putting in <laughs> things like surfing and squash wasn't a, a part of it. Or something. No, you, you were playing paddle ball, weren't you? Uh, what's racquetball? Have I been offended? Oh, I'm, I'm racquetball Googling racquetball now. Racquetball looks like looks a lot like squash, whereas paddle ball is, that's in the proper is it is it even a sport kind of thing. Like <laughs> no. I don't know. If they pulled you over and you tried to justify that you were exercising, mm, I reckon you'd be pushing it, bro. No, I may as well just say, sorry, officer, I'm a big virgin. <laughs> well, maybe you know our good friend Lewis Hobber. He plays a bit of handball, a bit of amateur handball. You would have been invited to a few of those kind of things. What's oh. what's wrong with the handball? Why do you need a paddle? Uh, well, you know, not all of us have hands as big as Lewis Hobber. <laughs> you, you, are, you are, do you have quite the moustache when I saw you recently? Is this a, a new thing? Was this Is this a style? That you're going for? Well, I always kind of have it, then I shave it off like every month or two just because I'm a bored person in general. But when I put the first video out that did quite well where I say a naughty word over a Hall & Oates song, I had it and I now feel scared to take it away. Mm. You know that? Uh, yeah, okay. It, it's identified you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, fear, I'm full of fear, guys. <laughs> hey, congrats <laughs> on the EP, by the way, Artificial Intelligence. <laughs> Um, I mean, much. this is very exciting, and we should we should clarify how you you're even on this podcast. I mean, we're big fans of your work off air. Love so many of your videos on TikTok. Didn't know that you were releasing an uh, an EP until you posted on your Instagram, and then you you asked people for a little bit of a leg up. And I said, get get me on a podcast, guys, because I don't know how to do PR. I don't have any management, so I don't trust them. Um, and <laughs> they all tagged you guys, so I got my guys to talk with you, your guys in a way. Well, I guess your people and our people are the same people by the sounds of things. <laughs> well, we're people people. <laughs> we are people people and they got it on. It must be so cool interacting with these people and connecting with these people via these um, uh, songs that I'm not sure if you ever thought when you started doing it that you'd be putting together an actual album EP release. Oh, no way. I was just making one and I kind of set a goal for myself to like write and create a video and stuff for like one every week and a half or two weeks. And just by the end of it, I was like, oh, my God, I think it's only going to take like a month of polishing and extending and doing things to make like something that's like a releasable thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's jam packed full of really funny, quirky tracks, um, like the track that we just heard, Mixed Messages, there. What's your most sort of out there track that you um denied <laughs> about putting up on the EP? Uh, there's some of them which is, just, which is just like absurd sketches set to music, but then there's... There's one that did quite well on TikTok, which I kind of fear having out. It's it's called Have You Checked Your 
butthole. And it's just <laughs> people people like it too much. Have you checked your butthole? My mum's a doctor, and mm. she's like, Tom, what do you, you had a, you did psychology at uni, what do, you, what do people know you for now, you know? <laughs> but I mean, actually, that, that brings up an interesting point, because as someone who also has done comedy, but makes music, and mm. has worked hard to try to not do the comedy thing, I'm assuming <laughs> that you would probably have some music that you made before the comedy music took off that may make you cringe more than have I checked your butthole. <laughs> no, 100%. Yes, that is so true. It's I was in a band called the Lulu Rays playing drums and writing for it. Oh, I like, love the Lulu Rays. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I would say it's, it's enough where it's like, oh, I've heard that, that we're all on Triple J like once in the blue moon. But watched you guys at Oxford Art Factory one time, I think. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, man. Did you see me up the back stewing over how I was going to write songs about robots that drink their own piss? No, I didn't take my <laughs> binoculars to uh, look, yeah. look at the back of the stage. <laughs> I keep my eye on the front people and that's it. No one else yeah. exists in the band. Exactly. <laughs> Goddamn drummers. What, what's, yeah. uh, what's the most cringeworthy Tom Carty song that isn't a comedy song? Mate, I'm not telling you. I don't need this in my life. Everyone already knows I'm a racquetball aficionado now. <laughs> You're trying to throw me under the bus like this. Um, I don't know. You can look back and all of it. It's all like, I'm not, it sounds like I'm making fun of the, the band now. The Lulu Rays. Oh, no, I'm not necessarily that Lulu Rays would be the thing. I mean, Lulu Rays have had some success. I mean, just a personal Tom Carty oh, bedroom yeah. cut. Oh, dude. The solo R&B album, I think Matt's referring <laughs> yeah. to, of which he has a few in the in the. <laughs> Shoebox yeah. under his bed. A few of my um, extended arias um, in the in the Greek mm. sense are pretty bad. Actually, now thinking about it, one of the songs in this one, which is the, the I guess title track, I don't know if that's the right word, but the song "Artificial Intelligence" is like I, I actually wrote half of it <laughs> after I broke up um, with my last girlfriend. Ooh. Oh, it was like it was oh. part of it. So it was. I don't. You know, when you when you like when you when you're not with someone, you just sit there. And you're just like writing the shit as poetry or like whatever your creative thing is. If you're drawing, like you'll draw like a teardrop falling onto a bloody petal or something, and be like, "Yes, <laughs> this is me." I wrote like <laughs> I wrote some of those like lyrics or just the ideas behind it when I was going through that, and I was like, "Ah, the emotion behind it was good, but the words were like corny." And then, mm. so I've basically taken some of that stuff, but then chucked this really stupid, um, like idea in the chorus, and it, it works for some right. reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. We'll have to have a, uh, a listen to that when we check out "Artificial Intelligence" by Tom Carty, the EP. Is there? I was thinking about when it comes to writing comedy songs. Sometimes you've got concepts for them, but they're hard to make work and get the point across. Is that does Tom Carty have? His Bohemian Rhapsody high concept idea in there. Is it on this album? Did you manage to get it on this first EP? Oh, to be honest, I, there's enough like cross concepts in there that you could actually make it a concept album. And that's what I'm going to tell. Well, I mean, people are going to know now. I've kind of shot myself in the leg, but I'm going to tell people it's a concept album and then get people to tell me what the concept is. And they'll be like, yeah, that's it. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of concept album, but it's choose your own concept. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And if you get the song wrong, then I send you back to the start. 
Oh, the uh, the RL Stein method. That's good. You just yeah. have the, the album ends and the needle goes back to the the front. That's really yeah. good. You got to keep listening to it. Get them streams on Spotify. Now, Tom, I really like um, the videos on TikTok, and I found something. You're tapping into that incredible community because a lot of the videos that seem to go well are touching on things like. Um, mental health, anxiety, you know, these random things that I think the younger generation certainly feels but are able to express it a bit more through comedy than potentially previously. <laughs> oh, dude, 100%. Everyone is, like, I mean, everyone's anxious to a degree. But I feel like when you're younger, it's like you see all these sort of self-deprecating sort of things, but there are all these kind of masks and ironically way of saying you're anxious. But mm-hmm. you kind of just want someone to be like, no, eh, this is bad, but you get through it, you know. mm Everyone deals with it. Yeah, absolutely. I understand you're living with uh, Jen and Victoria from Freudian Nip, who are a comedy duo. You, you might have seen them on the feed. Uh, really, really funny clips online as well. Matt just getting What's off the like- inside cost. Do they play paddleball <laughs> yeah. as well? What's going on? No, they <laughs> won't play it with like- me. Well, is it, is, it a, is it a creative house? Do you all sit around and help each other, you know, come up with sketches and ideas or do you kind of just all sit in your room and, and pull your hair out and your own versions of torture there is a lot of collaboration just with like bouncing ideas or just sort of talking shit and just having fun with it and it's like annoying but we appreciate it because we're all like kind of creative and we understand this is how it works and then our fourth housemate it works in tech and he's to work from home oh so he's stuck in this <laughs> maelstrom <laughs> of these kooky content makers i feel makers. so sorry for this person <laughs> It's so good. All right, well, Tom, we better let you go. (laughs) Artificial Intelligence is the EP. Um, Make sure you have a listen to it. And, um, look, it's it's given we are saying goodbye. You did put the word out. Um, Get us on the podcast. The podcast is yours. We thought any final thoughts, anything else you wanted to discuss before we say goodbye to Tom Carty? Oh, I was going to do a big burp just then, but then thought it was wrong. So, yeah, no, nah, nothing. Thanks so much for having me on the <laughs> podcast. You guys are beautiful. Uh, you're the best. Thank you very much, Tom. Right, I mean, you so can yeah. still do the burp oh. if you want. Uh, oh, it wasn't. This is a cute one. Sorry. <laughs> that was a cheeky one. He got one in there. <laughs> yeah, I should get out of the bath now, though. All right. Sounds good, man. Catch you later. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, mate. Now, Matt, what a day to have Tom Carty on the radio because you did mention something that that has been you've been dealing with a little bit recently, and that is the difference between the the true, the artistic um, vision that you may have, and the hilarious satire that uh, that you also have a, a tendency to bring as well. Uh, so much so that we've actually got some guests who uh, have been having a bit of an argument about it recently. Oh. <laughs> You're right, mate. Yeah, look, it's. Uh, I don't know whether it's exciting for me to welcome our next two guests on because uh, we do like to settle mm. differences of opinions here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Uh, so we better put on our little, our little. What are those lawyer wigs called? The um, the, uh, the horsehair wig. Yeah, and we'll pop those on. We'll grab our gavels. Is it a gavel? Yeah, grab the gavel, and uh, we'll get order in the courts as we enter the low court of Australia. The people are real. The cases are real. Petty. This is Matt and Alex's Low Court of Australia. Yes, and for the Low Court today, we have two guests who are here to answer the very difficult question, is Matt O'Kine's musical project Boilermakers 
a joke or is it serious? <laughs> Let's bring them in now. <laughs> Hello, James from the Gold Coast. Hi, Alex. How are you going? Really good. Thanks, James. Now, this is a big question that has been baffling audiences for many years. What is your take on everything? Now, we've been debating over this for weeks and weeks and weeks, ever <laughs> since the Blame Me video. The first thing I thought about was David Brent, poor con- conclusion. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I came to Spinal Tap. <laughs> and then I thought, no, maybe Faith One at South Bank. Oh, Faith Plus One at South Bank. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Christian oh Rock outfit. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that, James, that's interesting. I'm so, so sorry, Matt. So you're I'm in so the sorry. camp that uh, Matt O'Kine is a sort of, uh, it, it's sort of a mockumentary of rapping. Well, I thought it was just extending his comedic career. <laughs> to, all sort right, of milk, all right. milk we've heard the... enough from the from the. the, the all right, so that's, that's your cue. Okay, James Let's brings this up defendant. in conversation, and uh, Annie from the Gold hey. Coast, his partner. You you heard this, and what do you think? I think James is an awful, awful man for mocking. <laughs> Matt's talented. Matthew O'Connor. <laughs> His talents. He's an awful man. Right. Oh, you you can see the artistic what? merit of Boilermakers. You understand what's going on behind it and you listen to it as a legitimate form of Australian hip hop. Yeah. Over and over again, I'm sure. Okay, okay, okay. Right, I'm just going to fade James down for a moment you because we need Matt to how, have a talk here. How belittling. Both of these arguments are, okay? <laughs> James is comparing me to David Brent and Annie is trying to defend me like I've won the participation ribbon in some kind of 100-metre race where everyone's lapped me and I'm just waddling along like some pathetic loser. Mate, how about this from both of you? Do you think anyone was sitting around when Leonardo da Vinci unveiled the Mona Lisa and they were like, oh, I reckon it's, it's, he's trying to start a comic book. That's a caricature. Oh, yeah, this is just the new Caroline in the city. That's a good Farsight comic uh, coming <laughs> yeah, out there from Leonardo. Say, ask, ask Annie how many times she's actually listened to the song. Okay. Oh, that's, hey, well, that's a good question. Annie, name, a, name one Boilermaker's song. Blame me. Okay, and have you listened to it? Have you listened to it or have you just seen the meme? Blame me. Blame me. Do I have to answer? You're under oath here at the low court of Australia. (laughs) You ready? I watched the meme. Okay, you've watched the meme. Now, I think that could be where James is getting a little bit um, confused, Matt, because obviously, like many things, whether it's the Olympics or someone tripping over somewhere or someone having a shocked face, in context, it can be serious, but when it's made into a meme, it makes it look like a joke. And maybe that's what's going on with um, everybody who's sharing the blame me meme, i.e. you. I have been really flogging that meme, haven't I? James, have you listened to any of the Boilermakers stuff? I actually did a bit of homework today and listened to Blame Me, mm. but I couldn't listen to it all the way through. I'm so oh sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> order. Order no, in the court. That's, no, that's, was, no, that's not assumed. No, no Jay, that's because a tree that. fell through your house so you had to immediately <laughs> evacuate, wasn't it? That's because that's because your laptop burst into flames <laughs> and you had to evacuate the house, I'm guessing. There was another one, but I can't remember the name of it, so 
I can't really tell you what the other song was. Something about shelter or something like that. I don't mm. know. Well, Annie, Religion. what what about you? You obviously have a nose for serious Aussie hip hop. What other Aussie hip hop would you enjoy? Ah, uh, yeah, not, hilltop not, woods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come, this is pathetic, both of you. This is like trying to, this is like asking a couple of vegans what their favourite cut of meat is, you know? you got no idea what the hell you're bloody both of you are talking about. All right, well. And you'll be out of this court before you know it unless you start straightening up. All right, we better, we better get the, the definitive answer from Madoko. For anyone who has any confusion, let us know right now. Boilermakers, legit, or... <laughs> Do you know how... How or demoralising it is. Is it a sort of a Joaquin Phoenix-esque <laughs> art piece where the joke's on all of us? Oh, dear. All You're right. Cool, Annie is correct. It is not a joke. James, I don't want to see you in this court ever again. You're barred. I'm so sorry, Matt. All right. So You're barred. Case dismissed. I'm disbarred. And do you know what? Both of you. Both of you, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna order a punishment, and that is you have to listen to the full EP tonight. Okay, oh, so give him yeah, the from done. from front to back. Blame me. Blame me. I as well give him the death penalty. <laughs> Let him off a bit lighter. Come on, please. All right, thank you very much, team. We'll catch you later. Thank Cheers, you. Guys. Bye. Bye. Uh, that brings us to an end of another episode. Oh my god. I'm mad at Alex. All day breakfast. If you've got a low court of Australia, get in touch with us. A little argument you want to settle. Uh, or, in particular, tomorrow we want our minds blown. Please send us a little voice message of a mind-blowing fact that you've learnt in the last little while. Uh, the fact that Boilermakers is real, we won't put that in there as a mind-blowing fact. Can you believe that? But <laughs> anything else we are happy to accept here at the all-day breakfast table. Uh, where we will hopefully be joining you uh, tomorrow. Final final thoughts, Matt, before we... Oh, they unveil the the Sydney Opera House on the steps of the harbour. God, this surely isn't real. <laughs> this looks a bit silly with its silly white peaks. It's How a ridiculous. joke building. <laughs> this will be the butt of all memes for years to come. <laughs> making making fun of buildings, making it look like <laughs> sails. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who is this architect? <laughs> How did this win the comp with a meme? Anyway, um, I like it, Matt. I listened to the AP the other day and it was very good. So there you go. Thank you very much, Had it running on the the old Spotify. So check it out. Boilermakers, decide for yourself. Don't knock it till you've tried it. That's what I say. (laughs) Another participation today and they're coming (laughs) thick and fast from everyone here. Now, it's good you've tried, mate. Well done. I'm sure the next one will be even better. All right. Thank you very much for joining us at Matt.Alex is where you can keep in touch. We'll see you next time. Bye. Listener.